All right, back to Matthew 24. The prophecies have to do with everything that we have covered from verse 4 to verse 31. Now he turns to the parables. Let me ask you a question. This is dialogue. dialogue. Why does he turn to parables? To illuminate the prophecy. He gave us the prophecy. He told us what's happening. Now he gives us parables to illustrate the prophecy. Okay? There are six parables. The first three are in the remainder of Matthew 24. The parable of the fig tree, beginning in verse 32. The parable of the days of Noah, beginning in verse 37. And the parable of the wise and foolish servant, beginning in verse 45. I'm going to go over these three quickly because when we move on into chapter 25, they get a little bit more complex. I think it'll be very easy for you to get the thrust of the parables that we have before us. So in verse 32, Jesus says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. The fig tree has a definite article. What fig tree is he talking about? The fig tree is a symbol of Israel, but I think he has a specific fig tree in mind. Go back to chapter 21. Verse 18 says, Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And he said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Anybody ever done that? Verse 22, In all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So, we have a fig tree, do we not? A fig tree that was cursed. When I ask you what the fig tree represented, all of you said, Israel. What do you think this tree, fig tree represents? Israel. The fig tree he's talking about in Matthew 24 is the fig tree he cursed in Matthew 21. That's why he says, learn a parable from the fig tree. They still had this in their mind. It was only two days previous. Learn a parable from that fig tree that I cursed because it represents the nation of Israel. When its branches become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Jesus saw the fig tree and it had leaves on it, did it not? There's one unique characteristic of this particular fig tree that we need to understand. This fig tree put forth the fruit before the leaf came. <laughs> the point being, if the leaf is on it, there should be fruit on it. 
when Jesus came to the nation of Israel, they had the appearance of fruit. But when he came to them, there was no fruit. In Matthew 23, he had just cursed them, had he not? He cursed them because there was no fruit. Because with all of their religion and with all of their uh, ritual and with all of their activity and with all of their careful observance of the law, there was no fruit. Remember in Matthew 5 and 6, he talked about those who were scrupulous in giving. They tithed of everything, even down to little garden seeds. If I get 10 seeds, I have to tithe with one seed. They were scrupulous about it. They prayed long prayers in the marketplace. But it was all just to show. It was all to be seen by men. So Jesus says, learn a parable from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender, <clears throat> it puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, all of what things? Everything he's been talking about earlier in Matthew 24. When you see all of these things happening, you know that summer is near. What is the summer? Summer is the kingdom. The kingdom is near. Have you and I seen all of these things yet? No. Many of them are still future. The rapture is still future. Tribulation is still future. Abomination is still future. Great tribulation, all that's still future. But one day there's going to be a group of people who are going to see those things happening and they're going to know if they're well instructed when they see Antichrist sign a covenant for seven years, they're going to know we've got seven years till the Lord returns. There's not going to be any question. You and I have no idea when Christ is going to return. They're going to know. They're going to know they've got seven years. Verse 34 says, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass until all these things are fulfilled. Now, I'm going to put in a little bit of my personal opinion, I distinguish between absolute doctrinal clarity and my personal opinion, but because the fig tree is symbolic of the nation of Israel, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that with the appearance of the nation of Israel, this generation is not going to pass until all these things are fulfilled. He's saying this generation is not going to pass. By interpretation, it's the generation that sees all these things happening. We're not there yet. But by application, we do see one thing. The fig tree is blossoming, is it not? The fig tree being Israel. When you see these things, you know that it's near. So I can certainly tell you that it's near. And it will certainly be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The word of God is going to be fulfilled. He says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. In another passage, he says, not even the son of man. Why would Jesus, if he's God in the flesh, not know when that day is? Any ideas? How could Jesus, who is God, who is omniscient, 
not know when that day is. The answer is in Philippians 2, where it says that he emptied himself. The word emptied himself is kinosis, kinao. Kinao means to voluntarily lay aside certain privileges. Jesus Christ voluntarily laid aside the exercise of certain of his attributes or of his, he didn't lay aside his deity, he simply laid aside the use of certain of his attributes for a time in order to make himself subject to the same uncertainties and difficulties that you and I are subject to. He did everything he could to make himself as much like you and I as he could without sin. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin.